Welcome to the Hog Call Podcast. This is Chad. And this is Tim. Be sure to subscribe to the Hog Call on your favorite podcast directory. iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, whatever you'd like, we're on them all. The Hog Call is only live, real-time, uncut, uncensored, Razorback podcast. Created by fans for fans. Friend us on Facebook at Hog Call Podcast or follow us on Twitter at Hog Call Podcast. Chad runs the Facebook page and Tim runs the Twitter page. Support the Hog Call Podcast by helping us spread the word. Give us a five-star rating and leave a comment, even if it's just Go Hogs. This will go a long way to allow other Razorback fans find the podcast more easily. If you'd like to throw a tip our way, you can support the podcast financially by clicking on the link in the show description. We're counting on fan support. Do you have something Hog Call Nation needs to hear? Leave a voicemail by clicking the link in the description below or send an email to hogcallpodcast.gmail.com. Well, it's good to get that mess out of the way. How's it going, Tim? Can't say great, Chad. You know, if you Google the symptoms or look up the WebMD for hog depression, you know, one of those are back-to-back conference losses in basketball. That's that's one of the many symptoms, but I've got it, man. I thought we could kind of erase that loss to Kentucky with the road win over Mississippi State and just couldn't get it done. It was real disappointing. Um, And, you know, it is what it is to go out there and take two losses like that, but... You know, they were, they were closer um, mm-hmm. losses, and, and we played hard, um, had an opportunity to win both those games. I think all that is important to look at also. Um, but at the same time, just really disappointing uh, to go take two losses. But to put it in perspective, it's only four losses on the year. So mm-hmm. our team sure. is doing a whole heck of a lot better than a lot of other teams out there right now still yeah if the season ended today we'd be in the tournament and that's what that's what matters mm-hmm. you know beat for a championship we'd be in the tournament which is just a little adversity man so um mm-hmm. i think it just puts pressure on you to have to go to tcu and then south carolina and it feels like these are much you know needed wins and i feel like south carolina is is you know a pretty easy grab but TCU is going to be a, a more of a hard, hard-fought game. It, there could be a situation where we drop that game. Yeah, and, you know, as you even see with South Carolina, they hell, they'll go, they'll beat Kentucky. You know, and we lost to Kentucky at a at a crazy good, you know, atmosphere in Bud Walton Arena. Mm-hmm. So, and they beat Virginia. Virginia's you know defending national champions. They haven't actually had the best year, but at that time they were ranked um, top twenty or so. Mm-hmm. And they beat Virginia, so they can. I mean, they can. Frank Martin, their coach, is a pretty good coach. He'll, he always he doesn't have the most talented guys, the most NBA guys, but you know he gets the most out of his guys. So you never know. And we've seen us play some ugly games. If they, mm-hmm. but I think it'll be at least trying to play it up to where if we win these two games against because CCU is not bad, and they're coming off a big top twenty win versus Texas Tech. So, mm-hmm. um. It's it's got two important wins. If if we win, it's not to be taken lightly. That'd be a hell of a way to bounce back. And they're both at home. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like you know at least one of these games are a must win at this point. And you really, honestly, you want to get both of them. Uh, you're going to feel a whole lot better uh, going into the season. But at the same time, even if we drop one of these games, it's not the end of the world. Still. Yeah. Yeah. That- you definitely, you definitely don't want to go into it. One and one wouldn't be too bad, you know. Um, but it's a real good chance because at Alabama, after because after TCU and South Carolina, you got three out of the next four games that are on the road, mm. and then the one home game is Auburn. Mm. You yeah, know, on a tough. Tuesday night, so it's it's still not sold out. I'm surprised. So those weekday, those weeknight games aren't uh, as rocking, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure still it'll be pretty good if we, especially if we rattle off a couple wins before then. We got three games till we play Auburn. That's a big, big game if we're still wanting to compete for the uh, SEC championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you just got to get out there and do it, you know. And uh, you you win a few more of these games, you're definitely, you know, in the chance to 
to play in the championship game, but we got to really start, you know, winning some more games to be there, like you said. So, you know, it is what it is, I guess. So I don't uh, know how I feel. Yeah, sorry, Chad. I was about to say before you go, uh, uh, let's say, I don't know how I'm going to feel after uh, going back over these the Kentucky-Mississippi State losses. I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't know if I feel better or worse about it. Well, let's take a look at this Kentucky game and see how we feel. Um, you know, we uh, we played, you know, the same guys we have been. Uh, Bailey got 23 minutes, Joe 37, Seals 26, Mason Jones 34, uh, Witt 35, Jalen Harris 27, and Chaney getting 14, uh, getting a little bit more than he'd had uh, before there. And, uh, you know, we had talked about how he had turned it up and, and uh, really made some stuff happen in the previous game, in the previous podcast. So, uh, you know, you see him getting in there and doing a little bit, but not, you know, not being able to put up those same type of numbers. Yeah, it was nice to he played decent, uh, you know, at least two out of two and mm-hmm. got three rebounds, you know, not bad, uh, a block and a steal. It's nice to see Chaney, um, and he did he did not too bad against Mississippi State too. But, yeah, man, especially that first half, the first five minutes started off pretty pretty good and then mm-hmm. we just had scoring droughts on scoring droughts we were three out of 15 from from inside the arc in the first half and that's mm-hmm. we we're six out of eight from three so it's kind of strange to shoot that well from three but just three out of 15 from twos jimmy whip had just scored 30 against vanderbilt and he was mm-hmm. just cold you know oh yeah and, well uh, everything was cold i mean you know like you said having a 30.8 you know uh free throw percentage you know, having a 29.4. So they were 29.4 in the paint. I mean, just not a very good night, you know. Um, free throws were, were 66.7, so that was nice to see that, you know. But uh, just not where they should be, you know. You shouldn't be in the 30s uh, and then, uh, you know, even in the 60s with our free throws. I mean, we just shoot better free throws than that. So even if you just bring that percentage up to where it has been all year, you win this game. Yeah, usually our our free throw average for the year is 73, 74%, which is surprising. This happened in the Kentucky game and the Mississippi State game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's just doesn't seem good enough. 66%. There was a couple. Um, the free throws the first half just even though we did come back, but the reason, one of the reasons, you know, Kentucky was up by nine. I mean, go three out of eight from the from free throws in that first half, and just mm-hmm. kind of get behind. And um, but you know, second half, I don't know. It just seemed I don't know if we were tired or nervous, or Kentucky was just better than us, and Kentucky was slowing it down. You know, controlling the tempo pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we weren't playing very fast. I was listening to it on the radio with with the TV and. Coach Z on the radio is just, you know, telling him to speed it up, man. It's like, no, everybody should know, you know, just, mm-hmm. just why aren't they playing a little faster? But, but you know, second half, nice little, I mean, comeback, you know, got started getting defensive stops, scored a little bit more. Cal get, Calipari gets thrown out. I mean, the crowd just goes nuts, man. We we just don't do anything with it. And the, uh, the back of the assistant coach, Coach Payne, that came in and coached the rest of the ball game, went to a zone, mm-hmm. and we just – Absolutely went cold, man. That was, as soon as they went in the zone, I was like, man, how's the assistant know to do that? And I was like, I wish he wouldn't have got it. everybody. Was, we were all excited about Calipari getting thrown out. I was like, I wish he would have stayed in so he would have kept playing man, and we would have we had the momentum at that point. Goodness gracious. Just, You're right. You are 100% right. But, uh, yeah, they did. They switched that zone, and it caused us problems the rest of the game, and we just never seemed to be able to adjust to it. No, we just weren't weren't you know attacking it man driving in jacked up to look two out of 16 from three that's mm-hmm. i mean some of those were at the end of the game trying to come back man that was just they they just could not they did 17 out of 22 free throws 77 percent. that's pretty good though in the second half mm-hmm. hit 17 out of your 22 free throws so they were going in and getting fouled but that's not enough man. yeah paint, that's man awful. that's horrible that's horrible. <laughs> yeah just Thirty-three percent for the game for field goal. So it was just, uh, just you know, and still we got out rebounded. I mean, when they kept getting, 
you know, second chance things and just get more opportunities. But uh, it's just I hated to waste that opportunity for a win. I, you know, Mississippi State would be a little easier to take a loss, but at home against Kentucky with that atmosphere, mm-hmm. kind of hard to take a loss. I, yeah, I mean, it was a tough game. Um, I felt like, you know, we definitely played our style. I mean, we didn't divert from that. Uh, but mm-hmm. like you said, we just went really cold as far as, as being able to shoot. And, uh, you know. And getting open shots, too. That's just the frustrating part when we And so, we, our, you we know, we got open, our, our steals went down a lot, too. You know, we were in the double digits a lot earlier in the year with our steals, so... Yeah, yeah. Conference play, it always gets a little... Numbers aren't as good stepping up, man, but uh, this was a big opportunity for when we... Yeah, I mean, we did force 16 turnovers, but we had 11 ourselves and only had 8 assists. That's another thing. If we only got 8 assists, um, that's not not enough working. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's just not... It's like you're not playing well together. Like not no, a lot of individual, unit. yeah. Exactly. Which I mean, when weird they do better, because they had been previously. Mm-hmm. So maybe they can yeah, watch some exactly. film and figure it out and get back to it. You know. Yeah, but that was just we. I mean, they just had that momentum though. Forty-four all, man. I couldn't believe it. Mm. But you know, and we were blocking their shots, and we we're. I mean, you oh, know, yeah. we had really just seemed like. And like then again, we had kind of what a happened. Real good opportunity mm-hmm. to win that game several yeah, we times. Did. We did, but it, like you said earlier, Chad, it's like, well, we haven't. I mean, it's too lost. We haven't got blown out. We've been in these games, mm-hmm. but you just hate to hate to waste that opportunity when you want to win a. It's good. To, it's good to feel like we should win these big games. It's good to have that confidence. It is in the basketball program. So there's ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No. I mean, it's a you know, it's a big loss. Um, we knew it was possible. We talked about, you know, it was a situation where we might not win the game. We knew it was going to be a mm-hmm. tough game coming in. I think um, we hit, we kind of had a rebound game in our next game, and we just got caught off guard. Uh, you know what I mean? And that might be one of those games where where you, uh, you went into it, you know, with that emotional drag from the previous game, you know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, for uh, sure. So it's just a learning point, you know, in in these kids' uh, career, and they're, they're pretty young. So, and they haven't played like that was the biggest game. I mean, that's right in front of their home. That that atmosphere, number you know, top ten Kentucky coming in mm-hmm. when we're when we're doing it was just three and one in conference at that point. You know, we would have been jolted us in the top twenty five and really got some national attention and. Just kind of, I think that seems like a squander opportunity, and you just want to beat Kentucky because they're terrible. Oh yeah, before I, I kind of forgot about it since I've never had any fan base interact with this podcast as much as Kentucky fans. Just like mm-hmm. you know, it's like uh, hearing their voice. You know, sorry, you know, on like predictions <laughs> when I before the game tweeted out the prediction. How do they find like they they went? They don't obviously don't follow this Razorback podcast, and I don't want them to. They're just it's out searching for out searching for <laughs> Razorback fans and podcasts. It's it's a crazy fan base. I just want to beat them, man. So I'm gonna find them and hope we get another chance in the like the SEC championship game. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that there was some comments <laughs> on, on that. And I, I thought well, it was just the only fan right. base ever. Well, so it's just the only fan base that ever said anything. Or just like, just like, what the hell, man? Just finding us out of nowhere. Just just to rub it in our faces. Golly, after the fact, too. Knowing that yeah. we wasn't going to do that to them. No, I, w- I did not care. One, I mean, I wouldn't have said it on this podcast and laughed and celebrated. a little bit, but it wouldn't have been bad. Yeah. I wouldn't have searched just random random Kentucky fans like, how about that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Yeah, maybe a little the bit. Podcast and mess with them. I guess. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I mean, it's kind of funny. It's just <laughs> just shows you just uh, how I heard. Uh, you know, other stuff. I mean, they just Kentucky fans are different, but they care. They love some basketball. Well, I don't think I have any more on this Kentucky game. I think nah, I'm done with it. Pretty good. Yeah. So that moves us on to the Mississippi State game. This is a game again. We thought we were going to win. Uh, yep. we, we both thought this was going to be the easier game of the week. Uh, we definitely 
thought we might go 0 and one or you know one and one in this but but not definitely didn't think we were going to go two losses you know yes yeah. so it was a real real downer to uh well for me i was working and i got off work and i was inundated with these text messages from you guys when y'all watching it <laughs> not the fun ones to get like what good there were a lot of negativity in there <laughs> Yeah. wasn't like you were missing like what am i missing no it was like oh crap i hate that and then you know after reading uh those text messages i was just like you know well yeah, hopefully we uh you know played hard so then i asked that and you know the message i got back then wasn't good either so <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it's it's crazy, man. I mean, there's some, some, uh, goodness, a lot of curse words in there. Probably shouldn't even say those out loud. I think one, somebody said we had to win this game. If we lose it, we won't win the SEC. So that was one of the comments. And, well, yeah, then you keep them going. It's going to be tough. You, the honeymoon is over. You know, I'm like... Oh man, this isn't good, you know. Uh, Why are we seeming to be in a, you know, horrible in conference play? But it didn't. He didn't say horrible. He said a different word there. <laughs> we did play a terrible non-conference say Ojula, and that's towards the end of the game and stuff. And then it's like, you know, I let myself get all worked up again. After we beat Indiana and drank the Kool-Aid. And that's when I knew, like, we didn't win this one, you know. And uh, so that's when I asked, you know, if they played hard and stuff. And I was told we got killed on the boards. Jones led the way with only 20. It was a tough game. Um, Even we were ahead, it never felt like anyone was just on fire. And, uh, you know. After that, I guess somebody made a shepherd's pie for dinner. It sounded really excellent, <laughs> by the way. Sounds good right now, too. Yeah, so then I had to go watch the replay after reading that, which was horrible. And I agree with everything he said in real time. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then just second straight game, man, when it's uh, missed front end, or the front end of some one-and-ones. Just had just left free throws and extra free throws on the table. Adrian Bailey missed two of them, so he could have had four free throws at a pretty critical point in that game. Just Isaiah Joe, man, it's 54%. one of his worst games, man. Golly, man, really? Yeah, yeah. And he got. I thought we State. was done with that. Yeah, I did too. Six out of eleven. Mississippi State had twenty-seven out of thirty-one. I mean, that's that pretty much you want to have a one kind of line line sentence. About what this game look at that man. I mean, six out of eleven to their twenty-seven out of thirty-one. They were getting they're getting fouled and hitting them. Twenty percent from threes. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> four, four out of twenty. Joe two out of ah, one out of eight. Just horrible. Forty-seven percent in the paint. That's uh, not bad. Doing pretty good down. Yeah, there. forty. You yeah, know? forty. Yeah, they they've definitely shot uh, lowered their. Got to help them out with those free throws. Just the free throws. Again, we bring that up, we win the game. Again, if we were at what we were shooting before this losing spree, we've decided to go on. If we were shooting free throws like that, we win this game again. That's so frustrating. That was frustrating last year, and it's frustrating again right now. Yeah, it's killing us, man. I mean, it's it's could have been the difference these last two games to come down to it. We did that last year with the team. This team serves it too, man, because they're – for the season, they're still averaging 74, and that's after these past two games. But those were huge. Those were at big moments. and just I mean, Adrian Bailey, man, he's played all four years here, stuck it out, man. He's gotten better this year. But those free throws, I just, just hope he can figure it out because it's going to come down to some big games in this rest of the season. That was a tough but, game. But just give, but, sorry, I was just going to say, going back real quick to what you yeah. said, 46 in the point, points in the paint, though. I'd take that any any game. Any day getting down there and scoring. 
So, anyway, I was just going to run through the times. Uh, Bailey got uh, 19. Uh, Isaiah Joe got 35. Seals got 18. Mason Jones got 29. Uh, Jimmy Witt got 38. Harris, 22. Ray uh, Chaney got in there, got 17. And then Silla got 16 minutes. So, you see Silla get in there and get a little bit of action in this game, which we hadn't seen. Yeah, the, the actually the bench was actually played pretty well. And Reggie Cheney again had a four out of five. He's missed like one or two shots in the last three games, and he's more rebounds than two for playing almost eighteen minutes. You know, but eight points, had a steal, had a block, didn't turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got to have more rebounds. It's rough, uh, but really three, yeah. five steals. Good God! Yeah, that one. We just everybody, nobody had more. Or blocks. We've been getting a lot of games where we've had at least five or more. And um, just, I don't know, man. It seemed like they might have, uh, you could attribute to being hung over from that Kentucky. I mean, that had to just come out another couple of days later and go on the road at a place that even the national championship team lost in Starkville. So it's not an easy place to wear like seven out of 22 in Starkville and lost the last five to them just overall. It's a team that's got a number right now. Reggie Perry kicked her ass. Mm-hmm. What what the hell is this big man making fourteen out of fifteen free throws, man? For six ten six eleven guy, why is he shooting ninety something percent for free throws? That's not fair, man. If we, this next guy against TCU, you'll like his free throw numbers. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to be, like hack a shack. Yeah, didn't man, work out. Accurate. That was not the strategy the other night, was it? No, no. Well, you know, I think. You know, what are you going to do, right? I mean, this is just one of those games that, you know, you should have won. You dropped it. There's nothing you can do about it. You just got to move forward. Um, I don't think it sets a precedent for the basketball team. I just think it's a slip-up loss. And I think you play so many games. You have, you know, you have those those types of losses. And, you know, to be honest, you know, having the year we're having – it's still great. And, uh, you know, you come back out and you start winning and, and you're having a really good year. So, but even if, you know, even if we take some losses moving forward, I guess that just, you know, it could be that it was a situation where we played a really soft, you know, schedule at the beginning of the year. But, man, I didn't think it was that darn soft. Did you? Do you think that's. I've heard some people float that around. Well, with three road games, I don't see how it can be. Um, it's it's not the best, you know, but but it's also not the I don't I don't think the worst schedule. But three road games, I mean, those road games are tough. Yeah, I don't know when we haven't got when we still haven't got blown out this year. We lost some games, but we just never really. I don't know if we've ever got down more than eleven points in a basketball game. Eleven's not very many points, or you know what I mean. Like that's mm-hmm. just a couple, three or four possessions. Um, Really, and then we we've been coming back from them, but they really they've they fought really hard for what they had. It's just they're missing a big man for sure, mm-hmm. and just a lot of lots. And when if Isaiah Joe's not going to be our uh, superstar, you know, and come through, I mean, he's had those, some of those big games, Ole Miss and Indiana, and it's it's hard to say you rely on every game, but we got to have more than mm-hmm. more than his. Uh, he did seven rebounds. So, I mean, at least he's playing hard though. So that wasn't the reason. He just yeah, whatever is it for whatever reason, it's just been cold the last couple games. Yeah. Well, Jimmy Witt has been doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, he got was... 20 points in this game. Mason Jones also got 20 points in this game. But, man, I've just been impressed with, with how well Witt's been able to come in and, and contribute. Uh, but then again, like you said, five points is unacceptable. you got to put more points on the board than that. We, we said that last year. Say it again this year. That's just not enough. You know, you got to do better. Yeah, and Joe shot. I mean, he was he was a better shooter last year. Had a high percentage. I mean, I know, you know, a lot of defenses were kind of aimed at Gafford, but you can't tell me they weren't. It wasn't pretty much Gafford and Joe and a little bit of Jones, but mm-hmm. that the defense concentrated on. He was getting, um, but it's just for whatever reason, just kind of had a little sophomore slump here. And some of the, or some of these guys, I mean, some of the, like the. 30-something points and come come back on his own. We're down 11. Like Talk about it. Then he hits three threes in a row and we're back in it. Mm-hmm. Things like that. But you just know he's capable of doing better. It's not, I mean, hell, I'm sure he knows. And I'm not. I'm sure he's not sitting there right now. It's like, man, I've been playing really well. 
I'm pretty sure he knows, you know. Yeah. I think he wants to, you know, hit hit every shot. And, uh, and Desi, too, man. I mean, I, I wasn't in one of his best games either. No. Seals only got two points. I mean, he had a horrible game. Yeah. You know, Jalen Harris had a horrible game. He only had four points. Uh, Adriel Bailey. I mean, really, everybody had a really bad game except for Jones and Witt. Honestly, yeah. so well the bench. I mean, the I mean Cheney did okay. You got to give it to Cheney. He came off with the limited amount of time he had and, and pulled down some rebounds and got some points. So, well, we went when he had the best plus minus. You know, while he was in there, we 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 were beating Mississippi State by twelve. So when he played, I mean that's a pretty obvious number. He needs to play more. He's been playing better for whatever reason. Something clicked, and he's mm-hmm. you know he deserves to yeah, get some like more he's minutes. Starting to bring it on. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. Well, been hoping yeah, we've for, been critical so. of him too. So yeah, um, but at this point, like you're seeing a, a marked improvement in more than one game, so it's a trend, you know. Yeah, I will say we had 17 points on the from the bench um, with Harris, Cheney, and Silla only missing one or two shots from all three of them. And Silla actually had his first bucket in a long time and a couple of rebounds. But it's nice to at least see them contribute because we've had games where they've scored, you know, mm-hmm. two points. Mm-hmm. Things like that. So getting getting at least seventeen was was yeah. pretty good. But we can play better. Oh yeah. We could play better. And, we can and, we could win this game and uh we could have played a better game and we should have won it and you know shame on us for not winning. That's all that's all I can say. You know, and, the kids played hard, but they didn't play as a team and didn't feel like they didn't play as a cohesive unit in this game again. I felt like it it was it was almost like they were playing as individuals. Yeah, a little bit more better assist numbers, and but not still not as you know when they were doing some things that they were. But they, I don't know, there was still a lot of just one on one kind of offense that would definitely wasn't in a flow offensively in more team games. So hopefully they'll get kind of back to that. We do. I do like that we get a rematch. Mississippi State's coming to Bud Walton Arena February fifteenth. So we get an opportunity to get that game back. No, oh, yeah, I think we win the next one for sure. On a Saturday too. Yeah. So, so I think you know we're going to go into TCU and uh, you know I guess that's the next thing. Do we do we have anything else on this Mississippi State or should we just go into TCU? Yeah, I think we should just go to TCU. I mean, uh, all right. Yeah, well, coming over. Uh, let's take a look. Uh, see the. Uh, Play Southwest University, got a win there. Uh, Louisiana, got a win there. Uh, Air Force, got a win. Uh, Irvine, got a win. Uh, went to Clemson, took a loss at Clemson. Uh, went to Wyoming, got a win. Illinois State, got a win. Took a loss at uh, from USC, uh, University of South California. Uh, went over to Winthrop, got a win. Lamar, uh, got a win there. Xavier took a loss, um, went uh, beat George Mason, Iowa State, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, uh, took a loss at uh, West Virginia, number 12, took a loss at Oklahoma, uh, went and played Texas Tech, won that game, and, and now they're coming to play us. So, you know, this team has a very similar um, win win loss record as we do and uh you know they've played some decent teams and and they're very similar to to us with a 13 and 5 uh overall record yeah and they're four and two in the big 12 um this is an opportunity for a solid win a non-conference win you know we're kind of taking a break from the sec for just one game with the sec big 12 challenge so kind of maybe that's what we need a little refresher out of the out of the conference Mm-hmm. I mean, even though it's only been six games so far, but maybe we need to, you know, uh, play an old a team. We're hundred and we're hundred and four and thirty eight all time against TCU in basketball. Hmm. Um, so maybe we can get back on track with this very winnable game, but it's a solid win adding on to that and making that non conference schedule a little little tougher than we talked about. So it's kind of it's kind of cool because there wasn't any big marquee home games, non conference home games um, this year, but TCU's mm-hmm. a good pretty cool opponent and the hog call podcast will be there so we're pretty excited about that yeah so well i'm excited that you're going to be there and hope that we can get some uh, live action 
from the game and I think everybody will be looking forward to to that record even if it's just five minutes or something so <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. it's 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 exciting um, I just can't wait uh, for us to win this game I think uh, we have opportunity to win this and and uh, so let's take a look at them so you was mentioning the uh, three points right so you're saying they just don't shoot them that well and that's a uh, a big uh, big feather in our cap I guess well, they definitely jack a lot of them up. They they average 27 three-pointers a game, make about 10 a game, mm-hmm. um, a little over 30%. And that, But that's 41.3% of offenses is a three-pointer. Um, even though they've got a center um, that can, you know, uh, scores decently in the paint. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Samuel, 6'10 guy, he averaged 10 and a half, eight and a half rebounds. He's a guy you want to foul. Uh, he's 15 out of 47, 31%. You know, that's taken second most free throws on the team. Mm. Uh, so if he gets it down low, you know, we've had, we're going to have, we've had trouble. I mean, everybody knows that uh, rebounding in the last couple, when somebody's got a big opponent. So um, I'm sure when he gets, if he gets offensive rebound, look could put it up, might as well foul him. Make sure he doesn't get the and one, but mm-hmm. you foul him. They're not a very good free throw shooting team. Thank goodness. Um, then we've kind of seen the last couple games, but um Coached by Jamie Dixon, he's got a seventy percent winning percentage. So he's, I think, third or fourth in active coaches with a win percentage. Hmm. Um, he's he coached at Pittsburgh previously, a couple lead eights and Sweet Sixteens, and um, got TCU to a big dance for the first time in twenty seasons a couple seasons ago. So and it's his alma mater. So he's a he's a, he's a pretty dang good coach, uh, Coach Dixon, and and the program's definitely better than I mean, TCU like. Just saying, they this is the first big dance in twenty seasons. Mm-hmm. So they're not really, and we're one hundred four and thirty eight against them all time. So not the most best historical uh, basketball program, but he's a good coach. So I'm sure he'll uh, have them ready Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm sure they they will be. I know. Uh, you know, I got to watch a little bit of uh, that Texas Tech game and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not not a whole lot, but you know, it looked like that Desmond Bain was, you know, probably the guy that we got to get out there and shut down. Yeah, and he's a six six senior um, mm-hmm. guard for him, and um, it's kind of developed and got pretty good. And he had leading scorer, seventeen point two points a game, six point mm-hmm. seven rebounds. Um, he makes eighty something percent of his free throws. I know. He so had he's a lot just of three, a, three. He had a lot of threes too. Yeah, I mean he's um he can he can do everything, man. I mean, he, and that's half, half a shots um inside the three point line, or a little over half a shot. So he can he, and it's free throw, so he can do everything. He can take it to the hole. Mm. Um, he'll take mid range game. He can hit the three, and he's good at free throw. So he's a guy that's definitely their uh, their star, their yeah. senior leader. Yeah, that's who we gotta. That's who we gotta kind of shut down. Uh, then you got that uh, Samuel Kevin. He 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 had a good game that game too. So yeah, wow, yeah, uh, Desmond Bain, yeah, um, six out of eight three pointers, man. That's what this kind of number show needs. But um, yeah, this Kevin Samuel because he's six uh, eleven. Um, one of their sophomores. They've got three start or three seniors and two sophomores starting the last game and mm-hmm. most of the season. But yeah, he had. Um, 11 rebounds, 11 points. That's kind of a couple blocks, a couple steals, two for the big man. But three out of seven free throws. Um, but he's, he, he'll impact the game. And I'll be honest, nobody else is really that impressive uh, the rest of the game. I think that Dante Smith came in and, and had a you know a pretty good little run there. But that was it, really, that I, that I saw. That was, like, scary. Everybody else seemed to be, you know, missing a lot of shots and and uh, just not playing very well. Yeah, and really those kind of uh, biggest threats to us, but also their uh, point guard, Nimhard. Um, yeah, nobody else in that Texas Tech game especially mm-hmm. uh, did very well. So you can see it could be a two – I mean, that's against – that was a big win for him. Uh, it could be a two-man game. But Nimhard, uh, 6'5", guy, he put up 31 against Iowa State. So he, he, he could put up points, but he's inconsistent. Mm. Uh, another guard, Edric Dennis uh, – Transfer senior transfer from UT Arlington and uh, Jair Grayer from George Mason uh, senior 
transfer. You know, those guys bring energy, some toughness, and kind of the bench, Smith, Fuller, Fairbella. Uh, it's just kind of inconsistent. I mean, that's kind of, but kind of, I mean, 13 and 5, they're, they're a solid team, but um, kind of come down to really those starters really contribute the most. Yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you this from a coaching perspective, what is the thing that we have to attack when we play TCU? And, like, what do you think the keys to winning this game is? Well, uh, at least on defense, is what we can do is shut down Bain somehow. Um, I haven't watched enough of TCU to really kind of know <laughs> know enough exactly to tackle. But, I mean, just kind of doing what we've been doing, man. I mean, uh, they need to keep – they can need to double that 46 points in the paint. Or not double it, but uh, double that effort and get – quite a few points in the paint. Um, I think TCU, uh, they, they could throw in some zone, but when, I, when I've seen them, you know, they just play a lot of man. And we've played pretty well. It's it's the zone, really zoned up teams that uh, give us fits if we're not hitting. Mm-hmm. But again, kind of against Kentucky, man. I mean, we shot like 30% for that game. If the shots don't fall, because even last night against Mississippi State, we had some good looks. They're just not falling. Mm-hmm. Got to hit the free throws and um, – don't have to make a lot of threes, but just keep it a – if you're going to shoot a bunch, you better make some more than we have and um, at least compete with this rebounding game or out-rebound them or uh, just don't get dominated inside. Yeah. Shut down Bain. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, I guess uh, I don't have that much more on this team. Do you want to keep going yeah, on yeah. here? No, I was going to say kind of another thing. I'd, uh, yeah, they do four sixteen turnovers a game. So and they like to get out and transition. You know I mean, they only average sixty nine, but at least that's what I've. Yeah. I watch. That's what they say they want to do, but maybe they just uh, other teams slow it down more. But they do. I mean, sixteen turnovers a game is pretty good. So we got to take care of the ball. And we we generally do do that, but we can't give away opportunities, turn it over. We usually, we force a lot of teams. Um. And they're. Uh, yeah, they're good off on the offense class, and we've had trouble with that. So it's it should be a good game, sold out. So yeah, I'm looking fun. forward to it. Oh, uh, well, hmm. well, I guess we can go and talk about. Uh, well, let's do a uh, prediction, why don't we? Uh, well, goodness, I guess we can. I thought while we were in the yeah yeah you're probably there. right. So what are you thinking? Are you gonna go? I'm going to go Arkansas, 76, TCU. I'm going to go 73. It's going to be a close one. Yeah, I say Arkansas, 87, TCU, 84. Oh, nice. That's probably a good call, Chad. We haven't, like, busted out and scored more. We've kind of kept it in the low games. I think this might be the game, especially talking about if TCU really does want to Get up and run a little bit. And I like I like your uh, prediction better. I'm just hoping that uh, you know we just kind of get it together and just realize like we need to get out here and win this game. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And uh, just come at it from a little bit more serious, a little bit more team oriented approach. Just get back on track. Yeah. yeah. Get right back on track. So I think that uh, it can definitely be done. We just got to get out there and do it, and it's going to come down to good coaching. And so I have faith that uh, Musselman's going to be able to get us to a win on this game. And I, and I think we can play aggressive since they're not a very good free-throw shooting team on defense. I don't think we have to – I mean, you don't want to foul. You don't want to – especially uh, Bain's guy, but um, it's a team that you can kind of play aggressive and take your chances, especially if they get the ball inside. But I, I like I like that we can play aggressive. We're better when we can. and. Mm-hmm. Don't have to worry about somebody shooting ninety percent free throw. Exactly. Hopefully, but we don't want to get too aggressive that. and like start a brawl. No, my goodness. You know, How about that? Pick up though, a though? chair and like throw it at somebody or something like that. Yeah, luckily, there the coach stopping, stopping from doing that because he got suspended twelve games. He would have been Oof. definitely done for the year. That'd been horrible, man. Yeah, 12 games seems excessive if he didn't do anything, though. That was a wild situation. situation. That was a wild situation. (laughs) Oh, Kansas. 
Yeah, I could see I could see Arkansas getting in getting into it with Kentucky or even Mississippi State, man. That, the Reggie Perry guy is kind of a jerk off. Yeah, I could see that. Or well, else we'll any really it. conference game he didn't win. I don't know. That was pretty wild, man. I don't know. Maybe we'll get into it at the South Carolina game. Yeah, good. Well, let's take a look. They yeah, have beat Columbia International University, the Rams, just so everybody knows. Uh, North Alabama beat them. Wyoming, Cleveland State, uh, Boston University beat them. Uh, they beat Gardner-Webb. Took a loss to Wichita State. Took a loss to UNI, Cancun, Mexico. That, but that was horrible. Going all the way down there and losing. <laughs> uh, went to George Washington, won that one. Uh, UMass won that. Took a loss to Houston. Uh, beat Clemson. Beat Virginia. Took a loss to Stetson. Uh, took a loss to Florida. Took a loss to Tennessee. Beat Kentucky, beat Texas A&M, and lost to Auburn. Playing Vanderbilt next, then they're playing us. Um, goodness, that's a lot of good wins, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Kentucky, A&M, those are two really good wins. Well, then two road wins, Clemson, Virginia. Those are both true true road wins, and and. By double digits, beating Clemson by 13, uh, a, a rival in the same state. Clemson's an ACC basketball school, so is Virginia. And they beat Virginia's defending national champions 70-59. to 59. So they're not scared coming into Bud Walton. That's horrible, man. I think Four I saw a little on. bit of this Texas A&M game. You definitely saw some of that Kentucky game because it was before – uh, we talked a little bit oh, about it last Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Kentucky. what it was, wasn't it? It was the end of that Kentucky game. Yeah. Uh, wasn't bad. I mean, uh, they looked pretty no, good. They, I thought they had an opportunity uh, to win it, and they kind of let it slip away, it felt like. Because we had talked about, like, they might, be able to, they might be able to pull this out at one point. Remember that? Yeah, well, I mean they beat—I mean they beat Kentucky with that last last second shot from Cousinard. Cousinard. Mm-hmm. It's pretty impressive, man. They know they got the um, kind of guys got the moxie as a redshirt freshman to hit a game-winning three. That's crazy that they beat Kentucky. It really is, and they were had—they were horrible. Like they're, they, they, their their win-loss <laughs> ratio was horrible. At that point, yeah, and still went out there and beat them. Yeah, Kentucky keeps doing that, man. They keep like last year they were like four and seven in non-conference, and then they go eleven and seven in SEC play, and then they're not even they don't even get to the NIT or or definitely not the NCAA tournament. But they're like second or one of the top four in conference, eleven and seven, same record as Auburn had in conference, and Auburn made it to the damn Final Four. Crazy. So they're capable of beating you, man. You, you feel like you should win. I'm sure we're, we're going to be the favorite in this game at home, especially. But the, it's a game we can, I've seen us have some awful nights against. Them. Yeah, the leading scorer of that Kentucky game is named after a kitchen utensil, Jermaine oh, Susanard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, they make a lot of kitchen. goodness gracious. Twenty six oh, points. He put up not bad. Almost thirty points. Wow. Yeah, the game. Mhm. Yeah, he's a. Uh, he's been kind of coming on. Uh, I guess he didn't. He did redshirt last year, but uh, eligibility issue, and but he's really came on this year, and really he's only started three games. But I know he started this past couple. I think he started the past couple games. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely um, three games. I imagine after Kentucky starting every one. He's kind of the, um, you know, a starting point guard lately, really, mm-hmm. and. Uh, they run the offense a lot for him. So they expect a lot of him, a high volume right with him getting more minutes. It's a guy that maybe not – I mean, he's, what, second in the team scoring 10.9, but mm-hmm. he's capable of scoring a lot more, like you're saying, almost 30 against Kentucky. Mm-hmm. But he can get to, get to the rim. You know, I watched a little bit of their Auburn game. You know, they're screening for him a lot, so he can take it to the basket with one of the big guys. And, yeah. He almost hit all of his three-point shots in this game, yeah. too. 
And yeah, and he's I mean he's not a bad three point shooter, but yeah, I guess Kentucky. So he's up for big games. It's going to be, a, I'm sure, a pretty good crowd. But foul him because he can't hit free throws yeah, for nothing. Once. So just foul no. him. Just foul him. <laughs> yeah, that's just crazy, man. For a pretty good. Well, only forty percent from his field goals just overall. So just let him. I mean, I don't know, man. He's either hot or cold, but. Mm-hmm. It leads the team in 44 assists, but also leads the team in 30. Well, no, he's second in the team with 36 turnovers. So he'll turn the ball over him and Alden, who's their kind of shooting guard leading scorer, 13.7 points a game. But he's got leads the team in 44 turnovers. So these guys, we can pressure them. Another team that's not very good at free throws, they shoot 60% on the year, Chad, as a team free throws. So it's a team we can play aggressive again and maybe give up some fouls, especially for kind of bench plays like the. Maybe if they improve with Silla and uh, Cheney and Harris, maybe Henderson even. Yeah, good points. I agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, you had that TJ Moss come in. He put up some points mm-hmm. in that game. You know, uh, Bryant, Kenshaw. I mean, there was uh, there was some there was some cats putting up some points, but it was you know it wasn't a whole lot of different people. It was just a few few people that were being productive and then everybody else was kind of unproductive you know even like this like that Malik character didn't get any points up at all you know so um, yeah and it's funny you said but like Auburn I was Kentucky but uh, Levick number 15 so he just moved in the starting lineup because I guess Bryant you just mentioned he's um, had a concussion so he's missed the last two games so Levick starts and he's a freshman or I think he's a freshman but he's a pretty good shot blocker and I saw him hit a 15 foot jump shot beginning moments of the game with just a little bit of that, of that so he's capable of doing something man but i mean not a you know big score but yeah kind of uh, affected things down low but inconsistent absolutely so yeah i mean it's a team you know we could beat i think i mean these guys aren't you know they aren't anything that special um you know, they played a lot of man in that game. So, you know, that would be good for us. But they may roll to a zone. And I don't know. I just saw that that one game where they were playing basically like white on rice. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah and Frank Martin, Martin's pretty, he's a pretty dang good coach. Um, but, uh, yeah, they I think they – I mean, they want to run man like that. I think when I've seen them, they just run man. But I'm sure with our – the way we – if we're shooting cold, a lot of teams are still going to go to that zone. Mm-hmm. Kind of pack it down low so we can't drive in or take it in. Um, kind of like Kentucky did. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but I mean, they're they're top 30 in tempo, so they like to get up and up and down. So if they want to play that way, I think we'd be – I think that'd be fine with us. I think we'll – I think we can out 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 tempo. Yeah, out hustle them for sure. You know, we've been able to do that. Of course, you know, you see us wearing some teams out towards the beginning of the year and, and really recently. And then we go into these last two games and it felt like we wasn't wearing them out so much as being worn no. out, you know. So hopefully we sure. get that. Maybe we just needed some rest or something. Maybe that's part of it, you know. Maybe they were just overworked. That can happen sometimes. Yeah, what you really probably wanted, you probably wanted at Mississippi State last Wednesday before Kentucky, mm-hmm. and then Vanderbilt at home right after that Kentucky. At least like, all right, you can just stay, you know, all the drilling you use and things, getting ready for that big game, and maybe just need a, you know, a couple of days at home, just stay at home, and then you play like the Vanderbilt or uh, one of the teams uh, down lower in the conference. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're. That's a great point, Chad. It just doesn't look like we've been wearing them out. We're the kind of. That's our shooting numbers. Our maybe our legs are tired. We can't. We can't shoot as well. Maybe uh, Joe's been running around trying to get open all year. He's just worn out, right? You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, Mississippi State didn't falter in the end, and Kentucky did. We made runs halfway through the second half, mm-hmm. but the last six minutes, five minutes, four minutes, three minutes, two minutes belonged to Kentucky and Mississippi State. Yeah, so, well, do we have any more to talk about with this team? And did we miss anything? Is there anything else that you wanted to point out? No, I think that's pretty, pretty well says it for them. I mean, just again to reiterate, they're just a team. They're not really super scary, or imposing, but 
they they could beat us. I don't. I expect the Hogs to win. We need to win in this game. Um, it's not gonna, you know, kind of those NCAA net rankings to take a look. Um, TCU's fifty-seven, which would be a solid win. Fifty-seven out of three hundred and something teams would be mm-hmm. a solid win for us. But South Carolina's currently they're one hundred and one, so maybe they'll be top one hundred. But I don't know. It's not not a wouldn't be a good loss. Maybe one of our worst losses of the year. Hmm. Well, then we got to win this one. Yeah. Yeah. There. Um, you definitely want to win them both. I mean, season's not over. Coming, kind of coming down to, we got to rack up some more wins. We don't have any just huge wins. Yeah. Time to, time to get a couple wins that matter. Yeah. Exactly. So, well. Do you want to throw a prediction out there? Yeah, why don't you uh, do the honors of this first game? Okay. Well, uh, I would say South Carolina 73, Arkansas 77. All right. Okay. So 77 to 73. That's what Chad's got. I'll go. I'll be the one scoring a little higher in this game, and I'm gonna go eighty. I'm gonna go eighty-eight. Arkansas is gonna get eighty-eight. Carolina is gonna get. You know what? I think we're gonna blow them out, man. I think we're gonna beat TCU on Saturday, and I think we're gonna come Wednesday and blow them out. I got Arkansas eighty-eight, South Carolina sixty-nine. Oh wow! That'd be I don't awesome. know why. I feel I've been talking them up, but. I feel like we're going to come out and get hot. And then just beat the tar out of Alabama. Just blow them out and beat the tar right out of Alabama. Oh, with momentum? Oh, yeah. Ready to get back on the road. Oh, yeah. That'd be a big one for the race, man. Four and three at that point. Bama right now is four and two, so that's the team we're chasing in the standings. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a fun rest of the year. We just just would feel good to get a win Saturday, I suppose. Taking those losses is definitely making the the rest of the year a little bit more tense uh, yeah. than it was. I mean, it felt yeah. like we were just sk- you know skating by earlier, and you know, yeah. hey, this is the University of Arkansas. We have no big men down low at all. Uh, we got screwed over by the SEC, and they didn't allow our transfer to play for no apparent good reason whatsoever at all. So we're having to scrape through this year with with what we got, which is really good. Uh, the only issue is that uh, you know we got a, a fatal flaw, so there's going to be some losses. So we just got to turn it around and, and get some wins, you know. Yeah, I, was, I can't believe Gabe Osboyne's cleared to play for West Virginia, but Connor Vanover, our big man, it would have just made a difference. I mean, what would we be even if he just, I mean, just presence down low and uh, playing defense on these guys, man, and. Mm-hmm. Being a seven foot three, and then he can also—he's a pretty good. When when I went to that red white game, he hit like three threes in the first quarter, just banging. The offense was moving around, and he could pass out of his frame. And just Crazy. how big would it be? And forget down low shot blocker to uh, step out, dunk it. Yeah, because also in that red white game, Wit drove in and passed. at least once. It's just like Wit drove in and passed, passed just. Uh, Gave a little flip over to Vanover, and he just dunks it. It's like that's what we're missing, but we're all right. We're all right, Chad. But you're you're right. It's tense now. It's the fun and games is uh, not there, man. <laughs> the serious stuff. It's, it's, it's like uh, when you put a bet down, you know, that yeah. uh, you're using my bookie, right? And you put a bet mm-hmm. down that uh, you're on a parlay, and you've won both both your games. And you got one more to go. You're gonna get like fifty bucks out of a dollar. Stressful. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's very stressful. I mean, it was just. Yeah, again, it was all fun and games, man. And uh, thinking about, we're definitely gonna turn. Where are we going? Playing Tampa, you know. They're like, oh, we're gonna be able to play. We're gonna get a good seed. And now it's just like, damn, man, we gotta rack up some wins or. We'll be good. Uh, good news is the fan base still believes in this tcu's a sold out game so 
um, you know, that we're going to be out there. We're going to be supporting the team. We're going to be as excited as ever as Razorback fans. You know, that's how we do it. Mm-hmm. It, uh, you know, we haven't sold South Carolina out yet, but I bet that's sold out, especially after a TCU win. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's, but there's not as many, like, they sell definitely Saturday quickly, but it should be a sellout. But right now, my bookie. You bet ten dollars for Arkansas. We're a plus ten thousand underdog to win the college national championship. Oh, so if wow. you put ten dollars down on my bookie, you'd win a thousand bucks. You put a hundred down, you'd win ten thousand dollars. That's crazy. Five dollars for Arkansas to win championship. You know, five hundred bucks. That's not bad at all. But use promo code Hog Call if anybody. Wants. If anybody's doing it, use promo code Hog Call and. Support the podcast, throw your bets down, and let us know how you do. We'll, we'll shout it out on radio if you get a big winner. Hell oh, yeah. Let's send us a cut. <laughs> well, I don't guess I got any more on South Carolina and all that. And, and nah. games. I've kind of run my course on it. Is there anything we missed or anything you need to... Get off your chest. No, I think that kind of exhausts anything I had uh, basketball for this week. Excellent. So I think we'll go to a quick little break, and we'll come back with a little bit of football. Back to the Hog Call Podcast. All right, so... uh, guess we got our strength coach so we can go ahead and talk about them i think you know but best thing to do is we'll just kind of string these coaches out uh they support staff and all that and we'll just talk about them every week a little bit whenever we're after we get done with basketball so we can keep a little bit of uh football going and uh you know keep everybody excited about that so um anyway we got this uh jamil walker that is the uh, strength coach. And I'll tell you what, Tim, this guy is jacked. Yeah, I mean, he's... he looks like some sort of a WWE or WWF wrestler. <laughs> like, he looks like a guy he could get a hold of somebody and, and put him in one of those full Nelsons and break their neck. Yeah, yeah he does, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to tangle with him. I mean, if he came over and told me he was going to help me get stronger and bigger, I'd listen. I'd be like, well, you seem to have figured something out yourself, so <laughs> whatever you need me to do, let's go ahead and do it. <laughs> and he played on some pretty good teams. He played for, uh, so he came from, what, uh, Georgia, right, the last couple mm-hmm. of years, associate strength and conditioning coach. So Georgia's been a pretty good program the uh, last three years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but he played for uh, at Wisconsin under Brett Bielema, and they went forty and eleven during his four years, though. So I mean, that's I mean, he's you know, that's pretty good. If he knows what it takes to go, you know, help help kids get built for forty and eleven. I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, and Georgia's got a good program. You know, obviously they got a good strength program. They're top notch. Uh, program they're 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 vying for a national championship at this point just about every year i feel like um i would love to be at georgia's level so to be able to grab one of their coaches uh, and uh bring them over to us i think that's a really good move and uh, obviously Pittman's worked with the guy has a good rapport with him so i'm sure he's an excellent coach you know he's not just going to bring anybody mm-hmm. in because you remember Pittman put this put his money on this thing you know he put his right he put his mouth where the money was there so he, he's trying to win it yeah he is man I, I like that I mean I mean it just from the picture man the Razorbacks put out man I'm already always mm-hmm. working them out man I mean why would you not I think I can do the trick man hell yeah that's crazy so anyway um he looks like he's going to be a good coach, and you know, glad glad we got him. Yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome to the to the program. And then we got us quarterback this week too, oh, uh, yeah. with uh, Franks coming from Florida. And I'll tell you, I was I said this in a text message. 
and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold it to my guns to it. If we get Franks, I said we're gonna be able to compete next year, and I think we will. And I think that Franks sees that. I think that Browse sees that. I think he fits Browse offense perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, he's a running and a passing quarterback. Did excellent at uh, the University of Florida. Uh, he, uh, you know, he just got hurt, and that's why he had to leave. It wasn't like Starkle where he couldn't never win his position. You know, right? He was, yeah. And he was a. Uh... Oh, what did I say about uh, him being a redshirt freshman? Something first as a redshirt freshman from Florida. So, he, he played early. I mean, he redshirted one year. You know, and then what he really played a bunch as redshirt freshman. What was he, uh, I guess, under McElwain. But then Mullen came in and uh, 20-something touchdowns, only six interceptions. So, really good, man. I'm, I'm excited. I think he kind of, um, like you said, ran a similar offense under Mullen that Browse is going to do. And, um, he's able to run the ball as exactly. well, and he's won a New Year's Six Bowl. Man, he's that sick experience. It's not. It's not like it's the second coming of Starkle, and definitely not Hicks. I mean, this guy's good, man. Six six, like really good arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he's six six. He's got a really good arm. Uh, he was a four star recruit whenever he came uh, to Florida, and uh, you know they. I guess they felt like. He wasn't a good passer his first couple of years there, and that was kind of the the thing that uh, some folks were saying. He, he wasn't getting the development he needed uh, under the coaching staff there. And then uh, Mullen come in and uh, helped him out, and whenever, whenever Mullen got a hold of him, he was able to really mold him into a much better quarterback. So with him being able to take that from Mullen and then move over to uh, – Bryles, and I think Bryles is really going to be able to form him into a quality quarterback. Man, that's what Bryles is known for, um, and it's I think it's a perfect fit for the University of Arkansas and and Franks. And it seems like he's really excited to be here too. Yeah, I, I think so too. Getting a good opportunity, and he's got some weapons. Got um, Traylon Burks and Trey Knox and Mike Woods coming back, and hopefully Hudson Henry. Um, comes on as a as a tight end. Um, so he's got some guys. I mean, Rakeem Boyd coming back. It's just going to help. And Browns likes to run the ball. And it would be good if um, Franks works better in an offense that can run the ball, but also, you know, be able to spread it out as well. And I think Pittman's going in on hiring Kendall Browns to not have a vanilla offense like Georgia had when he was there, you know, under, mm-hmm. um, you know, really kind of open it up more. And I think that's exciting. Um, a lot of our problems the last couple of years is just quarterback play was bad. There's no reason to think it's going to continue that. And also with Franks, man, there's a chance. I don't know. Um, seems like he, he might be able to get a, a medical redshirt. I'm just hoping he plays this. Just glad he's playing one year. But if we got him for two years, that'd be big, even bigger. Yeah, and we got him. UCF was trying to get him. Uh, Kansas was trying to get him. And uh, so we got him over those two programs, which is nice. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think he's going to be much more successful with us than he would have been with either of those two programs. He has more of an opportunity at the University of Arkansas for sure. Yeah, and then it was nice to see him at the, So he's at the Kentucky game, a basketball game. And, oh, yeah, I saw that. I mean, that, had to, that can't hurt recruiting. I mean, I know we got a couple um, – recruits and got another running back today um, that committed that was I think maybe his Zoom but just any of that looks good man so uh, he kind of got convinced and he enrolled I mean that was a quick turnaround he didn't really announce um, or take a visit just like you know he really liked the place and that makes you feel good mm-hmm. he, he wants to be here you know and he's had some decent so. exactly I mean, yeah and then Trey Biddy was saying how he was excited to have Franks come in, and then uh, somebody came in on, on Trey's uh, uh, message or whatever, and they said, uh, you know, we don't want to need some washed up, used up, you know, quarterback from the transfer protocol or whatever. And then uh, <laughs> it was funny because uh, basically he was like, look, the last two Heisman winners and you know all the runner-ups have been 
uh, transfers the past couple years. So, like, it's not a bad thing at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not at all. I mean, that's a great point, Trey. But, you know, I don't know why anybody would just can't be so burned off, you know, Hicks and Starkles. Like, and that wasn't even, I mean, everything was wrong with that situation. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not. Poor it's guys Apple's didn't point. get any coaching. It's not their fault. Yeah. You know, they didn't get proper coaching. I don't blame them for leaving. I understand why they left. Uh, these 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 kids realized their coaching was horrible, and they left and wanted to go get some good coaching. And you can't blame those kids for that, <laughs> you know? I don't know. And still, I mean, I think K.J. Jefferson will be a fine quarterback, but he's just a redshirt. He's going to be a redshirt freshman next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's still going to be young, and by the time if Franks plays one or two years, and K.J. can kind of learn under him. Mm-hmm. Um, learn how to run this uh, Kendall Browse offense for a couple of years. By the time you know Frank's do really well next year or two, if he gets that extra red shirt or Jefferson takes over and kind of um, you know uh, uh, Kendall's next move is a head coaching job, mm. you're going to want to show out the next couple of years. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it. It gets me excited more. I'm really happy Felipe came on. I don't know how anybody could not be happy. Like it gives us a shot, even a bigger shot, man. It gives you something to just like, all right, he knows. Like he could I mean start an SEC quarterback, man. He's definitely gonna somebody's a lot of people are gonna a lot of people would want him, you know, if they knew it. And it's kinda quick turnaround. We took him in and just about all the news outlets too have said like this is a great move for Felipe and Arkansas. Uh, I believe so and then just everybody's talking about how, you know, he can come in grab the starting job here and you know have a real opportunity to to establish himself and, and get a you know get in the nfl draft i mean he has the opportunity to do that and obviously he wants to be there so he just if he comes in and, and does what he needs to do and does a little bit better than what he did at florida i mean it's going to be amazing you know because he did well there I think he was like sixty five percent or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, there's no reason why this can't propel him. I mean, he's always thought about him. He started early. He's thought about, thought well of out of high school. Thought well out of when he's playing to start that early. And really, was he would have been the start of the whole year this year? I mean, he won that Miami game. If anybody remembers, um, I know you're watching Chad because we were talking during the game about it. Um, the, the, the week zero of college football season, Miami and Florida played. And he goes on. I mean, he, he has some big winning plays at the end of the game. Like, Miami was there to win the game, and Felipe made, like, just a huge pass and uh, kind of win that game for him. And he's got some legs. I mean, he hadn't really shown a lot of them, but he can he, use I know in that game against Michigan, the uh, orange ball, I guess, you know, he played, he, he, he ran the ball pretty well in that one. So mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. Oh, yeah. That, that's the nice thing is he can run the ball or pass the ball. So it's going to be really exciting. And like I said, you know, I think Bryles is able to really mold him into an excellent quarterback. And it's just going to be a really good opportunity for both of them. So just really excited uh, to see that. Well, I guess that's about all we got for uh, football this week. So um, that kind of brings it up, wraps it up there, Tim. <laughs> Yeah, hey, uh, well, that's some good positive football news. I'm glad. Cool looking, strength and conditioning coach, man. I think it's going to be a badass. Uh, Felipe Frank's coming in. Yep. So, um, and some, a couple of uh, uh, commitments after that basketball game. Mm-hmm. So, so it's exciting times. So we had more, when's the last time we had more positive football news than basketball? So, that was cool. Exactly. Bro. Exactly. So, you know, I guess all I can say is go hogs. Whoopee. Back to the Hog Call Podcast.